Hey, this is Power Stock Trader Jason Brown, and in this episode, I'm going to break down as a new trader, the first thing you should be doing once you open your brokerage account, how to find a handful of stocks to trade, and I'm going to give you the best tips to practice your way to profits. So let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Brown Report Stock Market Report, where it's all about power charts, power trades, power profits. And now your host, stock market trader and coach, Jason Brown. Hey, what's up, power stock traders? And let's get into getting started as a new stock trader. So I get a couple questions all the time from stock traders. Some of them, it's, you know, what should I do to get started? Once I get started, you know, how do I find stocks and different things like that? So I want to dive into this episode and really cover really the top three things you should be doing when you get started as a new trader to get out on the right foot. Everyone knows that getting started in the stock market, it can be both exciting and it could be a fearful time. And it's exciting because you can earn a ton of money, right? I mean, it's the stock market. You can put money to work and it's a beautiful thing. But the fearful part of it is you can also lose uh, a lot of money, right? So being wrong in this industry can cost you money and lots of it. That's why I want to put a game plan for you together as a beginner. One of my favorite acronyms of fears, it, there's an acronym for if you haven't heard of it. Some people call it false evidence appearing real. My favorite one I like to say in this industry is false education appearing real. And I'll say that again. Fear is false education appearing real. When it comes to new traders, the main cause of fear uh, entering in this industry is that most people come in with little or no education at all. So if you don't understand the game and how it's played, then everything you hear on the news, um, every time a stock goes up and down in the market, you'll pretty much get scared. So I'm going to give you that game plan to get started on the right foot. Now, I'm assuming you already have a trading account, but if you don't, uh, one of the first steps is to set up a trading account and, and make sure you have uh, access to even participate in this game and be like going on the football field with no pads, no cleats, no helmet. You don't even have the right equipment, right? So uh, part of the equipment here is opening a stock trading account. And if you don't have one, you can check out, you know, this article or this episode, the show notes, and you can, you know, open up an account with, you know, my recommended broker, at least at the time of this recording, which is Options Express. And I created a video where you can I'll walk you through basically how to open an account with them. So first things first. So assuming, you know, you're past that part, you have some type of trading account, no matter what broker it's with. The first thing is first is to get familiar with the trading platform. So no matter who your broker is, you should learn how to enter and exit a trade. This part is crucial because I can't tell you how many people, including myself, right? I am not exempt from this, have, you know, placed a trade to sell something when they meant to buy something or I bought a stock when I meant to buy the option or I bought the option when I meant to buy the stock. And so if you're not familiar with the platform, these are some of the mistakes that can happen. So get familiar with the trading platform of the broker that you're working with specifically though, buying and selling a stock or an option or whatever security you are uh, planning to transact with. 
So that's that that's first things first. Get familiar with the platform. I recommend you placing, you know, what I like to call practice trade. So many brokers like Options Express have a virtual trading platform, which we'll talk more about in this episode. And, and that means it's a simulated uh, real environment that allows you to place trades as if you were in the live environment, but with fake money. So you can actually go in and say, hey, I want to start my account. Let's say you really have two thousand. Then you start your account with 2000 reason I usually recommend starting with the amount that you actually would have the trade because you're trying to simulate a real experience. So some people go in and they say, oh, well, it's a fake account. I can give it how much I want. Let me give it 20,000. The problem with giving yourself $20,000 in your practice account is that you're going to make decisions as if you have 20,000. So let's say you have five stocks, 10 stocks you want to buy. Well, you're going to say, well, I got 20,000. I could put 2000 on each. If you have only 2000, you now have to look at which one is the best out of that five out of those five stocks, because your reality is with 2000 bucks, maybe you can only buy one or you can only buy uh, an option on one of those. So when you're in the virtual trade environment, you want to create a scenario that's going to mimic your real life and see what how would you have thought through the process? How would you have placed a trade if you only had two thousand dollars? So you can a get familiar with the platform and then B, um, you want to simulate a real environment, which I'll, again, we'll get more into uh, how you should be practicing uh, your way to profits uh, towards the end of this episode. Now, how do you find a handful of stocks to even trade or practice trading with? You know, you have the account. Now you're like, all right, there's a million. I don't know how many, but there's tons of stocks out there. It feels like a million that you can pick from and new traders get overwhelmed. So one of the questions I always get asked is how do I find good stocks to trade? And a common mistake is new traders usually chase every stock like a dog running after a moving car. And you know, when you're new, everything's exciting. I heard about Apple on the news. I heard about Yahoo. I just heard about Tesla. I just heard about LinkedIn. Hey, uh, I heard this company's buying this company. I think I should buy some stock now because it's for sure going to go up. Well, first of all, if you're hearing getting your news from the news, you're already late because everybody else heard that same announcement. So but that's a whole nother episode to talk about. Here's the thing. Most professional traders get to know about 30 stocks really well and then trade those stocks at the most opportune time. Sometimes people ask me, well, what are you trading? Are you looking at this stock? Are you looking at that stock? Truth be told, sometimes I just have a handful of stocks that I just know really, really well and I wait for the perfect opportunity or should I say the most opportune because it's never a perfect time, but I wait for the best opportunity to trade stocks that I know really well. I don't like to just dive into brand new stocks all the time, even though I might scan and look for them. So as a new trader, I recommend creating a watch list of about 30 stocks. And I'm going to give you a few ways to do that. So if you're driving or something like that, don't worry. Uh, this will be in the show notes uh, for you to come back and kind of review. But one of the ways that I teach in my course is for you to take six industries that are within the S&P 500 and then pick five stocks from each of those six industries. And the reason you want to 
spread it out over about six different industries is that way you have a broad array of industries and stocks within those industries to choose from. So your chances of finding something that's moving uh, will increase. So if you just only go in and get 30 tech stocks, if tech is down, most of the most likely all 30 of your tech stocks will be down. So I'd rather you have five tech stocks. I'd rather ha you have five retail stocks. I'd rather you have five oil stocks. I'd rather you have another five of consumer staples. So, you know, just look at the different, you know, you could have five healthcare stocks. So just pick about six different industries that make up the S&P 500 and then, or that are within the S&P 500 and then pick five stocks from each industry. And so now you have six different industries. You have five stocks in that industry. So you can pick a high price stock. You can pick a low price stock. You can also pick maybe one or two uh, competitors of the higher price stock and maybe one or two competitors of the low price stock. Now you have five stocks, high price, low price, then the two competitors to each one. So who's operating on a small scale like the low price stock, maybe $20 or lower? Who's operating on the level of a company like intuitive surgical, for example, who's like two, 300, 400. I don't know where they're trading at right now, but it's usually a pricey stock, but what other companies are operating at that level in the healthcare sector? So that's just an example, but six industries, five stocks, pick a high price one, a low price one, and then pick two of their competitors, which, you know, we teach you how to do that in the course, or you can, you know, just Google who's a competitor of a certain company or something like that. So that's one way that you can get your 30 stocks. But the, the, the key here is finding 30 stocks that you kind of watch and get to know. I find anything over 30 and you start to overwhelm yourself. Now, here's the second stock market hack that I use when I first got started. The Investor Business Daily, which some of you may know as the IBD, uh, they published the top 50 stocks. With the IBD, it comes out once a week. It's about $3. You can just go pick up the newspaper at your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, or wh whoever sells the paper. It's about 3 bucks, And they have a section in there called the top 50 stocks. And they have their own research and algorithm and measuring system. And, you know, they're not always... You know, even though they're top 50 stocks, that doesn't mean uh, they're moving upwards at the moment. And it also doesn't mean you're going to make money. You still need to know how to read the stock chart, how to decipher for yourself if it's a good stock, not just because somebody published a paper and called it the top 50 stocks. But it is a way as a new investor to just get your hands on a quick publication that costs you about three bucks and you can get a quick 50 stocks. And then from there, you can drill down and say, hey, I only want to pick 30 of these. So that's one of the hacks. And then uh, another way is you can either buy or partner up with the mentor or someone like myself in this industry that uses professional grade software. Uh, so, for example, my stock market coaching mentorship program, you know, we meet with students live during the webinar uh, once a week for an hour. And I use the software to scan the market and find certain trades that meet my criteria. So if I'm looking for stocks that are breaking up, I'll do a Bollinger Band scan to see if there's stocks breaking out. If there's just, you know, no movement in the market that day, I might look for 
stocks that had an increase in volume by a certain amount or if the market's really bearish and selling off i may do a search for stocks that broke the 200 day moving average or something like that so you know you can get software to scan for some stocks or you can partner up with somebody now if you're you know this 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 episode is about how you know you can get started as a newbie so you probably won't be buying sophisticated software. So my recommendation would be to partner up with someone who has some, some software or usually inside of like your brokerage account, your free brokerage accounts, they usually have some level of scans that you can put together with their free software and scan the market and, and, and look for some trade. So there you have it. You know, no matter how you choose to find your stocks, just the point is as a newbie, Pick about 30 stocks, and even if you're not a newbie, it's just a good practice. Pick about 30 stocks and stick with them until you're comfortable on moving on. Less is truly more in this industry. And then finally, you want to practice your way to profit. So now that you're familiar with your the stock trading platform like we talked about in step one, now that you have your 30 stocks that you're watching, it's time to practice your way to profit. So you know, this doesn't mean place real money down, does not mean put real money to work. Remember that, you know, the virtual account we talked about earlier is more about simulating a real environment before you actually go out into it. I want you to think about like the military. They don't just send guys out to war without knowing how they react to a gunshot, right? They they go and pepper spray, you know, the Marines or the, the army men just so they can understand what does it feel like to be pepper sprayed? They'll they'll put them in a room and throw a smoke bomb in there so that they can simulate what does it feel like to have a smoke bomb blow up in your face and there's smoke everywhere. How do you react under pressure? Same thing with a pilot. They don't just give them a plane and say, hey, good luck. You know, you passed all the written tests. You should be good. No, they put them in a flight simulator and then they, they, they test them to see how does he or she react when they hit turbulence, when they, you know, fly into the sunlight, when they are flying at night in the dark and there's, you know, there's no, there's no street lights up there. Right. So they put them in simulators to test that stuff. That's how you want to think about practicing the profits. When we talked about that virtual trading account, you want to put the amount of money that you realistically would be getting started with. Now, it's okay to fluff it maybe by a thousand or two, but I would encourage you to stick really with exactly how much you are probably going to get started with so that you can start to craft a game plan around the amount of money that you have and look at stocks that you would actually trade. So I hope that makes sense based on your, you know, based on your bank account that you would be getting started with. Now, here's the second part of practicing your way to profits. I need you to follow the trade all the way through to the end. And what that means is I want you writing down why you bought the stock, what you bought the stock at. So what price did you buy it at? What did you sell the stock at? What price and or option if you're trading options and why that is the key. This is one of the most important parts that new traders skip. And I think they skip it because they think, well, it's not real money. Um, you know, I'm not going to do all that. It's just a practice trade. I don't really care what happens. But here's the problem with that. If you go into a virtual trade 
number one, if you hijack the amount of money that you have to trade with, you really want respect to trade an account because you feel like, oh, I got 20,000 in here. We'll just see what happens. No, you really have 500 and it should pain you to lose that 500. So you should treat it like that. So you need to start with the right amount of money, but you also need to treat it with the respect of a real trade. And here, here's why this is very important. If you go in and thinking, oh, it's just a fake trade. I'm going to see what happens. Doesn't really matter. I won't write down what I bought it at. I just want to see if I made money. You are developing a very bad habit. You're developing what we like to call a gambler's habit and gamblers go in and they, they, they matter of fact, it's so you're even you're not even developing a gambler's habit. A gambler at least knows the probability of himself beating the house. So you're worse than a gambler. You have nothing to track the trade. You don't know why you're in it. You don't know when you're getting out. You don't if you lose money, you don't really know why. You just figured you got twenty thousand, you'll go to the next trade. That's a bad habit to develop because what you do in practice is what you're gonna do in the real world. When you are under stress, when you're under pressure, and trust me, people get stressed out about their money, especially if they're losing it, okay? So when you're under stress, when you got real money on the table, you're gonna revert to your habit. And if your habit is to, let me just put it out here, see what happens. I'm not gonna write it down, why I bought it, where I bought it at, what price I'm selling it at. You're gonna do that in real life. And in real life, in the stock market, that's called gambling and the house usually wins. So you wanna take your practice trade seriously because here, here's the next part of the game plan with practicing the profit. When you find these 30 stocks and, and you chart them out and you read the chart and you determine when you're gonna buy them, you should be profitable seven out of 10 trades. So people always ask Jason Brown, when, when do I know I'm ready for real money? Well, first, you know you're ready for real money if you took your practice trades seriously. That's number one. Number two, you're ready for real trades when you're right seven out of 10 times. So if you place 10 trades and you're right seven times, then you're ready for real money. Now, what does that mean to be right? Because that's kind of a loose term in the stock market. You could look at the stock, read the chart right, and it could do something totally different. But how can you be right in that situation? You're right if you set your stop or you set your phone to alert you if the stock did the opposite of what you thought and you shut the trade down and you got out at your acceptable loss. That still is counted as being right because you followed through with your plan and it just didn't work out because every trade is not going to be a winner. But did you follow your plan? Did you set a stop or did you set an alert and say, hey, if it falls below this level, I'm going to make a decision to sell it and just cut my losses. So that's what I mean by being right. Seven out of 10 trades, meaning you don't break your rules. You don't um, lose a ton of money. Uh, ideally, you want to be profitable and right. But being right could also mean you cut your losses and you followed your plan. If you do that seven out of 10 times, then you're ready for real money. The second way you know you're ready for real money is if your net gain is greater than your net loss. So out of those seven for 10, out of those 10 trades, even though you, let's say you followed your plan and 
seven times the trades you were they were losing trades, but you cut cut your loss to be a small loss seven times, right? So let's say you lost a hundred on each trade, but on the eighth trade, the eighth, ninth, and tenth trade, you made a thousand dollars on each trade. So maybe you lost seven hundred, but you made three thousand on the three trades that actually went right. So you lost small, but you won big. So the net gain would be what, $2,300? Then you know you're ready for real money. So you wanna be right seven out of 10 times, or you want your net gain to outweigh your net loss. Then you're ready for real money. So I hope this has been insightful for you as a new trader. The, the key things to remember here is get familiar with the trading platform, no matter what platform you're on. Find a handful of stocks to trade, or should I say six hands full of stocks, right? Because about 30 stocks. Find about 30 stocks that you can get to know really well and just follow those 30. I encourage you as a new person, instead of looking at every stock every time the wind blows, just just take the stuff you learned in my program or wherever you're coming from to this podcast, take the stuff you learned and apply it to those 30 stocks first. Make sure you truly understand those 30 stocks and then practice your way to profits. Take those 30 stocks and then make a couple practice trades and create that environment, create a virtual environment that mimics your real account and then practice, but more importantly, document why you bought, why you sold, um, where you sold it at and where you bought it at. And if you were right seven out of 10 times, if you were wrong, why were you wrong? Um, how could you read it differently next time? And then ask yourself, was the net gain more than a net loss, right? That's when you know you're ready for real money, all right? Appreciate you listening to this episode. Um, also, uh, if you're looking to get you know some coaching from someone like myself, uh, at least at the time of this recording, we're going to be releasing our group coaching session starting January 4th. So if you're looking to be a part of that, make sure you head on over to the website, fill out the coaching application, or uh, you probably got an email from me about the the uh, coaching group is closing soon. I'm real excited to lock arms with a new group of people. And if you're not ready for the coaching, no problem. I laid out some awesome steps for you, especially as a newbie on how to get started trading in the stock market. And I'm going to be around for you when you're ready to join us in the group coaching session. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Brown Report Stock Market Report. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. For more power stock trading tips, tutorials, and training, visit www.thebrownreport.com.